The Sacred Dynamics podcast explores some of the biggest topics of our time, including the true nature of reality, the healing and awakening process, the evolution of consciousness, deception on the path, natural law, and daring to tackle the greatest of all quests, the journey of self-realization. Through conscious awareness and the law of correspondence, we engage individually and thus collectively in the restoration of humanity, embodying life itself, and our symbolic relationship with nature. Welcome, friends, to the second episode of the Sacred Dynamics podcast. Thanks for connecting. In our last episode, we shared Jay and my incredible journeys through our personal health opportunities, and we left yours, Jay, at Time to Rise. In today's episode, we will pick up from there and take a closer look at your healing and awakening, personal realization, and the sacred dynamic quantum leap. Very interesting topics today. Yes. Thanks, Ro. Hitting some very powerful pieces today. We had some takeaway points from last episode, didn't we? Yes, ab absolutely. Very strong ones, in fact. Let's uh, touch on, on that very significant introduction we made in our last episode regarding the German new medicine. Mm -hmm. And let's retouch on a bit of what sacred dynamics is. Of course, we will reach into Jay's personal healing and awakening process, which is super impactful. And we will mention some key hindrances and important accelerators on the healing and awakening mastery path uncovering some practical tips that you guys, our listeners, can apply to your daily experience and practice. And finally, we're going to introduce some of the new and upcoming developments and additions to Sacred Dynamics. We are expanding and amplifying this beautiful service with more powerful ways to uh, help and assist others. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Brother Roe. Thank you, incredible, incredible souls for tuning in to the Sacred Dynamics podcast. Wow, we're here at episode two. I mean, this has been such a journey to get to this, hasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it, I mean, it sure has. It's, it's <laughs> been quite a ride. Yeah. Um, shall we start with those significant points from our last episode? Sure, absolutely. First off... Uh, an important note to clear up any misconceptions about our experiences, perspectives, and our outlook on the contemporary medical system. The contemporary medical system is built upon emergency medicine, of which it has really mastered, and it does an incredible job. You know, for example, you get into an accident, you need structural repairs, etc., etc., Our perspectives and experiences are, however, related to the diagnosis and treatments of sickness and dis-ease. There is a lot of deception happening in this area. And as well, the application of emergency medicine when one may not be in a biological emergency. Wow, yes. There are, these are very key points here. Um, we are also relating to a paradigm shift in how the layperson understands illness, biology, and dis-ease. Dis-ease, indeed. 
In our last episode, we alluded to this paradigm shift in perspective of how our bodies actually function and its relation to the German New Medicine or the Germanische Heilkunde, as it's, uh, it's, as it's known in, in German, uh, a.k.a., and you'll hear us use these abbreviations, GNM, which is the German New Medicine, and GHK, which is the abbreviation for the German version. Um, the approach used in contemporary medicine focuses exclusively on the symptoms present within the patient, which they elect to fight and suppress. Through the GNM, or the GHK, we learn an entirely different approach. That our health problems, quote unquote, are actually misunderstood biological solutions. Boom. <laughs> this is so huge, my brother. Mm. Um, and let's look at this last statement. Through, quote unquote, just paraphrasing what you said. Mm -hmm. Through GNM or GHK, we learn that our health problems, quote unquote, are actually misunderstood biological solutions. Yes, solutions. We have been conditioned to really and totally misunderstand our biological systems and functions and leave our responsibilities up to, quote, unquote, the experts. Dun, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. We are definitely coming hot today already. <laughs> coming in hot. Indeed we are. If not now, when? <laughs> it, it turns out that through this paradigm in perspective and with focused awareness, attention, you can, and I'm speaking from personal experience, observe that your body is a survival and adaptation genius. Yes, this is big. This is huge. Um, this is so huge of a shift in how we thought illness and our body worked. No? Yes, this it's is a, a major shift. Complete breakdown of <clears throat> the belief system. You got to unlearn what you thought you knew. Absolutely. And I'd like to quote the fabulous uh, Dr. Melissa Sell, who is an incredibly talented and well-versed proponent of this royal art, as it's been called. And she says, German new medicine is not a holistic fad, modality, or treatment. It is an advanced understanding of how the human body functions and the cause of illnesses. Mm -hmm. And she also, she also says, and this is, uh, this is really key, the human body is a survival expert. What is considered dis-ease is really intelligent adaptation. Yes, it's sure, uh, it's sure true. Um, it sure is true. Um, Jay, you introduced this royal art some years back, and since then... I have been learning and viewing this, um, you know, this uh, GHK uh, topic uh, with, with personalized. And, and it's very important, as you mentioned, to observe and to learn how your body works in order to understand what's actually taking place. Yeah. And not necessarily believing what right. someone else is telling. No, that's, that's a very good point. 
Um, you know, the whole idea of going, now you got to believe some new thing as we've, as we've communicated before, no, that's not, that's, that's, that's leveraging. What we're looking to do is we're looking to actually see it and be able to, you know, this is for myself. I was drawn to this Royal art years back and it took a while to shift the old ideas Mm -hmm. and start to see things through this biological process of the body itself. And once I observed and saw this profound art, seeing these taking place within the body, this profound science, it, 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 you know, even with myself, with my family, I started sharing it. As soon as I started to see it, it's like, yes, this is it. And, you know, this is a, this is really a paradigm shift in what we thought as to how it works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, GNM or GHK is personally observable and empirical science. And, you know, it's founded on the five biological laws of nature by the late Dr. Reich Geerd Hammer, once, by the way, the youngest accredited allopathic physician in Germany. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Hammer had impressively confirmed this science on over 50,000 patients. That's impressive. I mean, imagine, you most have never heard of this, mm-hmm. and yet this is empirical. 50,000 people it's been confirmed on. I mean, to this day, no one has successfully disproven the biological laws of nature that were discovered and described by Dr. Hammer. Unbelievable. And now we are talking about Dr. Hammer. Uh, what year are we talking about? This is like uh, 50, 50 years ago? No, it was four, it's 40, for, about for, 40. It was 40 like 80, years. I believe it was 81. 40 was, years was ago. He, when he came out with the discoveries. And probably the most significant difference between contemporary medicine is that the GNM, uh, GHK, can name and prove the causes of illness. So we're talking cancer, chronic illness, allergies, and psychosis. Even mm-hmm. psychosis is related here. The only three things that are not uh, being overlooked by GHK are malnutrition, yeah, accidents, uh-huh. poisoning, and poisoning, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Everything else goes into these uh, chronic illnesses, cancer, allergies, and psychosis. That's right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know the the knowledge. The, the, the German new medicine knowledge is successful in the treatment of disease by working directly within individually at the root cause. So you see, only the patient, and this is the key to what we learn as we start to take responsibility for our own health. Only the patient actually knows the cause. The personal biological conflict shock, they just weren't aware of it and its relation to their health. Yeah, this is groundbreaking knowledge. And I mean, I mean, and of course, it has been suppressed since the beginning. Well, it kind of it's it's kind of obvious. Yeah, isn't it? You know, I mean, just looking at the GHK and practicing it, you start saving not only time and fear, but a lot of coins. Yeah, you save coins, you, you're saving money, but you're also saving some pretty dangerous situations that we're walking into and we've had some very a serious exposure to that. As we talked in the previous episode. In episode one. And this basically, it exposes that the contemporary illness slash dis-ease paradigm 
isn't actually fully scientific. It's more based on statistics, you know, manipulated statistics and unfounded theories, not 100% repeatable natural laws. I mean, e- even if you look at the, the, the term of what we've gone through over these last years with the V word, mm-hmm. the virus, its etymology is actually the word means poison. And, and that alone is major exposure here. And so there's much deception related to, you know, this control mechanism in industries. And this theory that captivated and pushed the narrative that we've experienced over these years, it's quite misleading. And there's this misinterpretation of the fourth biological law of the five laws. And the fourth biological law is known as the ontogenetic system of microbes which are nature's surgeons. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, microbes, which are a.k.a. the germs, those little tiny the microbes, they're actually nature's helpers, and they're controlled by the brain and assist the body in restoring normal tissue function. Oof. Yes, agreed. This episode is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Here we go. And this, this natural healing knowledge is provable and verifiable on your own body. This is the key that you're, that this is your own experiment, that you're taking it back to your hands. And, uh, and just to touch on, uh, you know, because obviously we're going to have a dedicated uh, episode for this, but we just wanted to touch on these uh, off of the first episode because we had so much response to it. Mm-hmm. And Sacred Dynamics is an affiliate, an official affiliate of the GHK, the Germanische Heilkunde International Academy of Learning. And so more on this in a future episode. Absolutely. Why don't we leave it with one more nugget, one more clue for our listeners? We love the golden nuggets. We love giving oh, yeah. the nuggets, don't we? Yes. Let's mention the big one. Let's go for the big one, huh? Because isn't it that cause is the big uh, question out there, right? What is the cause? What is the cause? And so the first biological law in the GNM, in the GHK, is known as the iron rule of cancer. This law is probably the most important because it describes the cause of all dis-ease. Okay, okay, but wait just a second. That, uh, that was a very powerful statement. Yeah. An absolute paradigm shift. Um, really quick, this is groundbreaking before, um, you know, for everyone. We have been misled and haven't actually known the cause of really any of our health opportunities. Like if, if I think in my doctor's experiences, um, they're only focusing on the symptoms, mm-hmm. but I've, I think not, not even once been asked what was the cause. Yeah. Where, how did this, where did this come from? Yes, exactly. The cause is, and here's the parenthesis, the cause of dis-ease is the biological conflict shock, or in the GNM, known as the DHS. Mm-hmm. Jay, can you describe what a biological conflict shock um, is for, for our listeners? Yes, yeah, absolutely, of course. A biological conflict shock is basically an experience, an event felt highly acute, dramatic, leaving one feeling isolated and caught on the wrong foot 
So think abuse, accidents, trauma, shock. Mm-hmm. This shock immediately triggers a particular sensible biological special program in the individual or in the GNM, it's known as the SBS. This natural process has been programmed by nature, by Mother Nature, and is developmentally conditioned to help resolve the shock. Okay, let's leave that bomb to settle for a minute. Yes, absolutely. And we will circle back into this in in a dedicated uh, future episode, of course. Um, But it's so important to realize how the conventional medical system operates, placing its focus on the suppression of the symptom rather than focusing on the solution through the cause, being that casual casual therapy. Mm -hmm. Causal therapy, exactly. As as Jay mentioned, Sacred Dynamics is an official affiliate of the International GHK Academy. If you want, uh, if you are uh, moved, but what you're, but worthy, but w- sorry, by what we are discussing, mm-hmm. uh, please reach out to us. No, we can definitely start having some conversations. Yeah, um, and we recommend uh, diving deep into and learning the this important knowledge. No, uh, of course, we'll share more about this in coming episodes. But please visit our website and check out the GHK tab. Um, reach out to us. We'll be uh, and and we will, uh, you know, of course, send the links in the show notes and all of that. But mm-hmm. you can actually go into our website and click the tab GHK and have a read. Yeah, and there's a quite nice information there. Mm-hmm. And um, as if this wasn't enough already, <laughs> <laughs> you had some other powerful points to make, Jay. Yeah, thank you, Ro. Yeah, I mean, we're coming in strong here. And, you know, absolutely, as we need to. That's what we're here to do. And we're asking and we're inviting. uh, We're not pretending that we're supposed to be right here. We're not arguing who's right and who's wrong. What we're saying is open up to perspective shifts. And it's truly significant to point out the difference on a few more significant topics. uh, Knowledge being one of these subjects. And so I'd like to point out... Um, a, what is, co- is considered the standard, which is known as relative knowledge. And relative knowledge is knowledge that is limited to the nature of the mind, or that things can be known only through their effects on the mind and the conditions of knowing. This, I point out, is really endless combinations of letters and numbers, which, of course, are easily manipulated. Now, what I'd like to point out, a shift here in knowledge, is that what the Eastern sages and the Yoga Vedanta Yoga tradition call jnana, which is known as direct knowledge, direct wisdom realized through meditation, through realization. This knowledge is of the whole, that the one self is identical with the ultimate reality, which in the tradition is known as Brahman. So pure awareness that is free of conceptual encumbrances. Mm-hmm. I love the, the way you separate re, uh, relative knowledge and jnana, now that you described it as, mm. you know, uh, direct experience. Mm-hmm. And um, again, touching on the you know, what we are aiming to here is to offer different perspectives. Yes. So just, you know, I invite you to become open and receptive and, 
look at the different perspectives that we're going to place on the table. Yeah. For you to get real. Uh, right. Because, you know, we're talking about deception. Exactly. And, you know, when it comes to deception, if it is that you have this, you're tapped into this knowledge of the whole, then it's much easier to understand that there are these different points of interest, but that when you understand the whole, you're not misled by the points of interest. Mm-hmm. And so since we've already dropped some bombshells on it today, I'd like to simplify deception for our listeners. Cool. The, the primary deception, and this is where we're going to circumvent a lot of complexity. The primary deception, because there's a lot of deception out there. The primary deception is self-deception. <laughs> all, all other deceptions are now associated to this primary which is known as the I thought, or AKA the ego. So to awaken from this, this ego grasp, fearless questioning of all aspects of what you know to be real is necessary. And this is what we call the expression of the spiritual warrior. So no principle, idea, belief, or dogma can remain unexamined. Mm -hmm. And so, unexamined. It doesn't mean that you are in a fight. It means that as you had invited our our listeners row, inviting you to open to shifts in perspective and examine what it is that you know. And the primary deception means that you examine, who am I? Oof. <laughs> this alone is another huge revealing again. Here we go. Yes, sir. Huge and impactful subjects. And this association of the uh, primary deception, check this out. It, this association leads us thus to the original fear. And the original fear is separation. Oh, and separation generates anxiety. Sure. And, and that's why see. they use the, 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 the name, the separation anxiety yes, term. You no? see it because that's where it primarily opens up. Because what is this? This now means that you're separate from your source. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, the fear of separation, uh, uh, the association, this leads, you see there's this effect that happens. And it leads to the original addiction. And this is because you hear a lot about addictions. The original addiction is the addiction to thoughts, to memories. Imagine that. (laughs) I was thinking that the original addiction had to do with some sort of intake of, well, I mean. That becomes secondary too. Absolutely. This becomes secondary too because you're the lowest hanging fruit is the thoughts pinging this is where the original addiction is. Grab a hold of it. This is where the mind takes over. Absolutely. These are so significant. Um, I mean, these are not traditional basic understanding in our Western culture. That's for sure. Yeah, that yeah. is for sure. And <clears throat> there's absolutely, this is, this is uh, some of the things that are revealed within the work, within this practice through sacred dynamics. Mm-hmm. And so quickly for our listeners... Will you just make a mention on Sacred Dynamics, my friend? Sure. So Sacred Dynamics uh, is essentially a nucleus of living wisdom and flowing potential. It's, we're tapped in, and it's skillfully shaped through self-mastery. 
This is a guidance system and map for advancing healing, self-awareness, unlimited creativity, and evolving consciousness. Imagine, imagine truly living your highest, fullest potential now, navigating from a lucid flowing state, equipped effortlessly to be at ease with all of life, with all that is. Through learning and implementation, sacred dynamics uncovers the significance of one's true identity and the living story, and ultimately the goal, or the ungoal, which is the realization of your true identity. Absolutely. I love how you, um, how you resumed what sacred dynamics is as a guidance system. Mm. I, think, I think of it as, as a map, mm-hmm. as a map that helps you navigate these mm-hmm. difficult uh, times, you know? Indeed, absolutely. Um, Jay, could you give us a practical example of uh, jhana, an example of this direct knowledge, something that could help us better understand its meaning and application? Okay, well, let, let's, be cl- let's clarify. Jnana is true direct knowledge. This is the living cosmic womb, the one infinite self. It's not an idea. It's not book-learned relative knowledge. To make appearances, uh, to take them as reality, is a misperception of the real. When the awareness progresses, the knowledge becomes alive in you. So think of jnana as wisdom of the, of the complete relation mm-hmm. to the all, the state itself of jnana is dynamic. It's the, the more you access the state, this is where we start to see the shaping. The more you access that state, the deeper inner connection it pulls. And for you being informed by the unlimited consciousness. I mean, talk about the real internet. <laughs> <laughs> no? About it, yeah. I think, uh, I think the, the practical experience and the real experiences are definitely the ones that give you what you must know deep in your inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, a, a Zen master once said, using intellectual understanding to find your true nature And so we're saying using relative knowledge Mm -hmm. to try and actually find your identity is like expecting a hungry man to satisfy his gnawing hunger with a picture of a banana. (laughs) (laughs) Only a picture. Only a picture. Not even a banana. Still salivating. I mean, look, you are the all-pervading, the eternal, and infinitely creative awareness, consciousness. All else is local and temporary, here and gone. So the key is find out what remains. Find out what remains. Wow. So in a way, we humans tend to believe that, that, that we are the doers, you know. Uh, we think that we can control everything, uh, when in reality, at times, we don't even control our own feelings or emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, This is part of the self-deception, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've become really confused about with our association because our association to our identity has been related to the body, to memories, to senses. And 
Our minds are playing a composite character that's hungry for recognition. Mm-hmm. And upon investigation, you'll find that you are none of these objects. And uh, as I feel very significantly to point out, a scale that is off will continually weigh things incorrectly. Oof. Let's please take a deep breath and pause just for a second. You know, a scale that is off will always show incorrect results. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But Jay, it's time to dive back into your healing and awakening journey, brother. All right, let's do it. On the last episode, this speaker's journey was left Uh, in a debilitated and broken down condition in the body, and yet cleared of the confusion of the dream. This was time to rise. Mm. And to preface, conventional medicine at that time had diagnosed advanced cancer and metastasis with 13 tumors in this body, uh, all the way from Uh, the uh, from the upper point of the legs and the groin through the abdomen um, I had one pushing out my abdomen was literally pushing outwards you could see it pushing out from there um, all the way up to the um, to the aorta within inches of my heart as well up the neck uh, and through the neck and and definitely at the near death right on the edge oof my friend I I remember uh, the first episode mm-hmm. It's powerful stuff. Very powerful stuff. And at that point, you know, each moment from the near death or the out-of-body or beyond-body experience moving forward, although quite physically painful and difficult indeed, was blessed by a pure flowing conscious state and an initial but steady increasing flow of what I call lucid life force current. It was just mm-hmm. this trickling, flowing essence. And regardless of the painful and difficult process, which I'm not going to downplay it to try and play macho, mm-hmm. it was really, really difficult. But full attention was completely drawn and devoted to complete liberation from the suffering in this dream. Mm-hmm. And you know, each day was difficult And yet I was very willing and very devoted. And, you know, the right quality of attitude makes a huge difference. Oof, you mentioned the word attitude and I couldn't be on the same page. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's such a powerful concept, such a powerful state of being. Yes, exactly. It's a powerful state in, indeed engaging in that and dialing that. And... You know, I mean, at this point, I want to put it this way. I started by having to crawl yeah. and getting around by crawling in pain. I mean, crawling to the bathroom, uh, you know, and at that time, I also started working with uh, a really amazing gentleman that came into our lives that was testing and treating really quality cannabis oil for for healing and pain management. And that also helped to take some of the edge. And, you know, there was, there was, it was a meaningful aspect there. Hmm. And gratefully I had, uh, you know, really family and close friends, a circle there, an, uh, a, you know, a, a small, but very strong circle around me. And I mean, look, 
I was like a baby at this time. Yeah. I mean, I was crawling around broken down and in constant pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that babies are in constant pain. Think of a baby that's in constant pain. And, and you know, this is like morning to night, night to morning, but full devotion. Learn to crawl, learn to walk, you know. Learn everything again. Learn it again. And, you know, the, the, what, what I had on my, where, where I was, my bandwidth was at was, was in this gaining lucid awareness and, you know, working with the breath. I, there was only so much that I had and what I had there, the low hanging fruit, I had the breath. I, you know, the self inquiry was a key, key aspect here, mind training, meditation and visualization practice. No, wow. This was this is what I had at my disposal, and then of course you know study yes, but I wasn't searching for knowledge. Um, I was. Uh, this is this is much more a revealing, an unveiling, and you know what? It was recognizing the unified one self within all of this knowledge. Mm. That makes sense. I mean. You, if you were fully devoted, that's the the only way that could have taken place. Yeah, what right. ties this all together? Yeah. Now, what subjects or fields were you into at this time, Jay? Um, well, you know, uh, the whole thing was about tying together the whole living story. And so my scope was, what ties this together? Cultural healing, knowledge. So, you know, philosophy, religion, spirituality, uh, you know, ancient and contemporary healing traditions, you know, the Taoist traditions, Qigong, which is like the mother of Chinese medicine, you know, Ayurvedic, you know, a lot of traditions, the the Hindu Vedas, the non-dual traditions, um, Advaita Vedanta, the Tao, Zen, um, you know, and, and yogic traditions, you know, the Tantra, the Ashtanga, the Kriya, the Maha, the Kundalini, all these different uh, variations in the yogic tradition. And of course, the breath, which was a big focus at that time, because it was almost the only thing I could do. Mm-hmm. And so imagine you go back to the basics, the low-hanging fruit. And so the pranayama and the different kriyas and the different breath types. And I mean, I was really looking at all the different designs and cues of that and the contemporary breath stuff. And, you know, um, you know, different facets of meditation and self-inquiry, um, lucid visualization, uh, you know, b- mind-body relations, you know, they, they call these different somatic relationships between them and sound frequencies and their impact on everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, the, uh, what came up along the path was the powerful discovery as well of the, ger- the German New Medicine. And, you know, this is really just a flavor of what I was shaping. <laughs> a flavor? It sounds more like a full plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, you know what? All this was basically a series of revealings, recognitions. This is how I can describe it. Remembrances. I could see the thread that was weaving through all of these different works. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like stack the chips and stack the numbers and no, this was how do these speak together? How do they relate? And, you know, and also, um, you know, the, this, there was this advanced understanding and learning through conscious personal awareness that was tying it together. And also the scientific examination 
of all sensory intake. This was my own personal, this was my science project. Mm-hmm. All that came through the senses, like, you know, take food, for example. No, food as light. We talked about in the first one, how for you, the entrance on food. Absolutely. And so food as light is like, ah, oh, the basics of all these systems, they relate, you know, they relate to natural law, to the five elements um, and the profound nature of the hot, cold, wet, and dry. And, you know, light and magnetism, these were the things that were coming through and speaking through these traditions that I was seeing the thread of. And, you know, uh, through the Ayurvedic, the yogic tradition, through these lenses, you know, looking at fasting and energetics and food and all this stuff. But the experimentation, the personal science, this was really significant. I agree. And that, you know, the experimentation, the, the taking notes, the analyzing what's actually taking place, those, I mean, those are uh, key components here. Huge. And, 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 and one other thing, I mean, um, you must have been in full devotion, but also with all of these repertoire of techniques and, and traditions, you must have been very... Um, well, you must be very focused, but at the same time with many, many different perspectives to keep on learning and expanding. You know, what, this is a, a, what was, I, I'll point this out, that there was this revealing aspect. You know, I could, I'll put it to this. Remember when you were a kid and you were super excited about, uh, something that like, imagine it's like Christmas morning and you want to open a gift mm-hmm. that at its highest peak level mm-hmm. was nonstop wow. abundant. So it was like, oh, peel it back, peel it back, peel it back. And so there was just this unending, you know, yeah. that's what it was like. Wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, at that time, my beautiful sister, um, she made this Facebook event page. This was years and years back. And she and she called it Pray for Jay. And this this event page drew many thousands. I mean, it was like upwards of like 10K and of beautiful souls. And, you know, including, I mean, it even garnered a, a, a message from a famous A-list uh, uh, actor, which, by the way, is, uh, you know, my wife, she's like, I don't know if you want to mention that. It's very controversial when you start bringing that in. And I'm like, well, it happened. It's real. And, you know, all these people circled around. And there was this thing where um, to unify and connect. And the point of the page was to unify and connect with these intentions at 8 p.m. Pacific. And I'm going to tell you this. This was felt undeniable. It was so powerful, the support. It was completely undeniable. Wow. And, and this was, I, I can relate to that because um, as we shared in the previous podcast, um, while I was in the hospital and all of that, uh, my, my mom also organized different meetings, weekly meetings of people that gathered to pray mm-hmm. you know, for my health. With healing intentions. Yeah. I mean, it, nothing to do with 10 the 10k uh, visitors but more like uh, 100 perhaps uh, so that there's a big difference in number but in energy 
I definitely felt it. Yes, this is so cool because it was undeniable. I mean, these people were gathering at 8 p.m. and I would there, I would be there, open and ready and engaged, and it was so undeniable. This energetic communion that took place completely non-locally. Wow. It's a testament, no? I mean, Absolutely. it's one thing It's one thing when they say, yeah, there's a study that says that if a bunch of people make an intention that it's going to impact this thing. and my... It's another thing when you're literally in that study yourself. Yes. <laughs> but one must be open. Yes. One must be present mm-hmm. to, to, to actually feel these energies. Present. Uh-huh. This is a key. That's very key. You got to be present. That's why they call now the, no, that's why it's the present moment because it's a gift. Correct. You got to be now. So, you know, and at that time there was what what I call these downloads or epiphanies, you know, that some people would call them. And basically this was like cosmic caches of knowledge. Now we start to talk about the jnana. This is where the traces of the thread that ties all of it together is revealed. Exactly. This is so powerful. And, you know, as I mentioned, it was like I could read between the lines and uh, see this thread weaving and tying things together. Absolutely. And quick question. Mm. Are we going to know who the famous A-list actor Ooh, was? Well, let's see. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll post it on our Telegram channel. Oh, that's a good idea. Why don't we do that? Absolutely. Okay. You also mentioned family. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thank you for bringing that up because isn't that so significant? Family and friends there as this, as this supportive bond. And, you know, so many beautiful souls showed up to support. And, you know, my wife, my parents, and close friends took turns supporting and nursing this mind body. I mean, my mom would fly in and out. My dad basically, I mean, he basically just moved into my room. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, we were, imagine this is at my best friend's house in San Diego, and we were there for months and months and months. So I imagine all this came together in order to support this. I mean, wow. It's, it's incredible. And I just have to say that indeed, family, it's a key aspect of one's um, development. Yeah. You know? And more when there's this type of experiences. Yeah. They're very challenging. And, and isn't it how, isn't it a true revealer of real love and real reciprocity when it's like they're just there to do whatever they can to be, to, to, to raise you up? With no expectation. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at the time I was in San Diego for the better half of a year and my family was down in the Baja down here. My wife and kids was down here. And so, you know, my wife would fly in and out, but she's taking care of the kids and everything's going on down here. So, I mean, you know, that was challenging. And then it took years to build back the body. It took years and, you know, and to develop and to train and to strengthen And, you know, there was a lot of strengthening that came with the mind for focus. And, of course, you know, I started to develop more practices with movement, with yoga, qigong. Obviously, you know, this for me, breath work became, and it still has been, an absolute staple Mm -hmm. in the daily. And so now I'm talking about, for, for breath work, just as an example, breath work has been a daily staple, not a a weekly or go and do a little bit here and there. A daily staple 
for over 10 years, every single day, seven days a week. And right. so, you know, this is like putting in hours per day oh, for, yeah. for, so, I mean, this is how significant. And then the, you know, the, and, and this is where the, this unshakable devotion to realize comes. And we'll talk about the breathwork deeply in a, in a later episode. Yes, indeed we are. We're definitely diving into the breath. It's so, it's such a cornerstone. Yes. Um, and then, uh, and then came, and so there's this nursing and building back. And uh, then came what I call the dormant, the dormant organic technology awakening. Mm. And this is, this is, uh, you know, uh, also known as the Kundalini Shakti light body. And this indeed was a very surprising and very spontaneous experience. And this light body activation, which was, uh, I, I believe it was in 2014, was an exotic awakening experience. Um, it, it, you know, this is, as, as mentioned, this is known as the Kundalini awakening or the Kundalini Shakti awakening. And we are most definitely going to cover this I, in, in our next episode, right? For sure. This, it's a, there's a lot to unpack there. It, a lot. And, and just to mention it, I'm, I mean, you are the only person that I know that has had this, this experience. Mm. So I think it deserves uh, space, no a doubt. Nice space there. It's, you know what, it's basically, this is, it's, it's it, you know, it's a very rare occurrence that's becoming less rare in this shift in humanity. And... Uh, you know, basically, just to touch on it, and we're gonna and we're gonna continue, but just to touch on that awakening for our listeners, mm -hmm. this is basically known as the fire and water, the alchemical marriage. There's this thing that takes place in the body, and there's this what they call the sacred secretion. And I learned a lot of this after this experience, but the sacred secretion is basically coming from the brain area, the colostrum. And it drops down to the sacrum at the base of the spine. And basically what it does is it's like they call it the sacred nectar. And it, it activates this dormant, powerful energy and shoots it back up through the spine, the, uh, uh, you know, and back and circulates in the heart. And, you know, this is expansive golden light emanation, you know, completely beyond the concept of local body, um, uh, an unending flood of tears. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is just, it's so powerful. And I don't want to even take too much here to do it because it won't give it the justice of us focusing on it in our next episode. But, you know, basically, you know, this is like uh, pure, uh, unlimited bliss state self liberation. Uh, you know, because I want to note that this is like, you know, this happened and it lasted some time. And, you know, the liberation is of the self from its false and self-imposed ideas. And so see this as this exotic liberation state and energetic electrified state. And, you know, an extremely powerful story. We're going to hop into, into it in our next episode. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I had several follow-up exotic lucid beyond local body experiences, which were, again, very significant. And again, a lot of tools and articulations that came through have been essentially embedded and utilized in the sacred dynamics, in the process, in the map, in the structuring. Absolutely. And, you know, so uh, 
you know, I, I redevoted this life to complete self-embodiment and to the service to assist, to awaken and then assist the others. And so, you know, dr- who are drawn to this, you know, to this guidance on the path. And it took many years and thousands of days straight in morning to night and night to morning personal retreat before I started sharing and supporting others with this work. It's not like uh, taking a, you know, some weekends for a certificate, uh, the 300 hour diploma. And, you know, this is far beyond that. Not a- anything against the, doing that, of course. That's meaningful. And, and you know, I encourage people to to do that. But this is far beyond that. You know, helping others is very meaningful and very rewarding. It's just that there are different levels of, uh, you know, uh, where where someone has trained to. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I can imagine that, that one that, that is, you know, <clears throat> honorably going for the diploma, you know, he uh, this person may be of service, no? but one thing is the diploma and the other thing is the actual experience of having that... Um, light body awakening well yeah and you know it's like for example it's like you go uh how much more will you garner from doing something thousands and thousands of times yes you do it a handful of times you start to catch on you Mm -hmm. do it a bunch more times you start to shape and learn do it thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands with with complete pure devotion and you start to find a totally different version of guidance there Absolutely. Right? So, you know, I mean, and, and, and everyone in, in different stages all has its time. And, you know, sacred dynamics has fluidly evolved through these, you know, this process, which is a, a huge undertaking. And, you know, while applying this powerful journey and wisdom to support others in their healing and awakening process. And, you know, the GNM GHK had a paradigm shift as well on the healing and awakening process, which we'll also touch on another episode. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of, it's all of this has, is shaped and breathed through sacred dynamics. Absolutely. And so, um, what is a quantum leap in sacred dynamics terms? Okay. Well, good point. Um, a quantum leap, obviously that is, uh, uh, is a huge shift, like a paradigm shift in one's direct experience with what I like to call the living story. Mm-hmm. So for example, <clears throat> the realization that you have been living life through the lens of an artificial character built upon associations to the body, to memories, to feelings. When you find out through effort, focus, and investigation that your true identity is actually already enlightened, and has always been here and now while you were not? As you were distracted and playing a character in the past and future? I'd have to say that's how I would explain, through sacred dynamics terms, a quantum leap. Very well, very well answered, my friend, (laughs) and powerful as well. Um, Many of these practices and concepts, such as awareness, devotion, meditation, visualization, self-inquiry, pure consciousness, etc., are found in different ancient traditions such as the yoga tradition, Buddhism, Taoism, non-dual, also Zen, and many more. Would you say that out of all of your studies, uh, you've taken the best of all and made a little 
uh, a special J's blend, <laughs> or how would you describe this? <laughs> yeah, I call it special J. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Great question. Um, yeah, uh, I definitely garnered uh, a lot of beautiful practices and meaning from these different traditions. And yet, you know, the primary core, the thread, is tied into the thread that weaves within these traditions mm -hmm. and what was revealed through that, which is the relation to the present expression. This is a jnana-based, yeah, yeah. right? And so, you know, direct self-knowledge, much that I have come across through the traditions, it aligned sentiently through this speaker. And so, yes, that it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're alive to the living story and now you can channel and communicate this living story, mm -hmm. this purified state. Yes. Now, in, now you mentioned purified state and it almost seems that your process was a type of purification, maturation, cleansing of the body, mind, spirit, in order to be able to perceive and channel all this pure energy in benefit of others. Does this mean that in order for one to open this channel of perception, one must go through a similar path? Mm. Good question. You know what? I think that, let's put it this way. Whatever purifies you is the right path. Mm. As the sages say, there are many paths, yet the goal is one. And I want to point this out. When, when I say, uh, when I'm quoting the, the sages and saying there are many paths, yet the goal is one, I'm not saying that there's one goal. I'm saying the goal is one. The goal is unified, to, to recognize unified. And so at first, it requires a great effort, focus, because we're dehypnotizing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to gain this To, to gain back this awareness. So self-realization is almost a misnomer because it's actually that you've been asleep, distracted with phenomena, but your real self never went anywhere. Yeah, it was always there. <laughs> Isn't that, that, here's a paradigm shift, right? And so, I mean, like, uh, you know, in, in, and this is a, it comes in a flash once you've circulated this effort. And so, you know, it's like yogis talk about that lifetimes come to make this ripe soul. And so speaking of ripe souls coming in a flash, this is like, you know, Sri Ramana Maharshi, for example. This was an instant ignition. And I like to say that there's an inner engine. And when ignited fully towards this great work, it dissolves all that is veiled and hidden in the way. So imagine, most are constantly siphoning out the majority of life force towards illusory phenomena mm -hmm. without any deep lasting satisfaction and leaving themselves unfulfilled, feeling empty and yet still chasing the same phenomena over and over. So from the unified state This healing awakening process is the disillusion, the dissolving of the ego's veil of ignorance and the subsequent realization of your true self. Nice. Okay. Um, I have another question regarding this. Um, how would you, how would this work affect one's everyday life? Mm, good question. Imagine the significance of you 
showing up to every aspect of your life in flow state. Delicious. AKA your most optimized state, your inspired state to be in spirit. Hmm. But inspired, does that where, uh, is that where the, the word comes from? Yes. Inspirado. That's where it comes from. It comes from to be in spirit. And so instead of being in the way, instead of the contrived self trying to get the trophy and attached to the outcome, you are allowing this flow. And everybody's experienced this at some point. I mean, at, at many different points where they're like, I didn't even think about it. And this incredible expression came through. Yes, that's spirit. Mm-hmm. Now get out of the way. <laughs> no? I mean, imagine showing up in that state. I mean, how could that change your life? I mean, I'll just turn the question around to the audience. Oh, yes. Well, that's, that's um, a great answer, Jay, mm-hmm. um, and quite powerful. And um, can we share some of the hindrances and accelerators on the healing and awakening journey as, as we always love to give golden nuggets for we our do. listeners? We love to give the nuggets, absolutely, with total gratitude. Let's start with the hindrances. Hindrances on this path of healing. Hindrances on this path of dissolving the veil and the ego. The ego the ego mind, this association and identity to the memories, the body, habits, beliefs, conditioning, this is indeed a hindrance on mm-hmm. this path. No, stuck in duality framework. This is the whole subject-object concept. Right. Distorted worldviews through media, programming. Uh, propaganda. Propaganda, exactly. Lack of, this is the lack of right understanding. And this includes this deceptive conditioning, you know, of the biological natural laws um, and, you know, unaware of the causes of disturbance, illness, dis-ease. Uh, victim personality is a huge hindrance and really a slippery slope and really difficult. Um, you know, false programming. I mean, we talked about the spiritual warrior. And that means that one is taking back the responsibility and is willing to question. And so not being willing to question is a huge hindrance. Yes. So, so there's, there's this um, golden nugget, no? Like uh, if you guys are in any of these uh, hindrances or are dealing with these hindrances, it's a, there's an opportunity. Yeah, great point. Absolutely an opportunity. And if we were to lean into some of the accelerators, Mm -hmm. I would say embody true identity by what I like to call commandeering the vessel Yes, from bias. Imagine that it's bias running. It's not like there's some sentient being that's taken your wheel. It's literally bias that has taken the wheel. Inertia. Inertia. So, you know, realizing the false association to your character, being the doer in the movie, as we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, accelerators, pure knowledge. This is stepping into getting into flow state and being in that flow. Obviously, the learnings of the German New Medicine of the GHK, understanding the five biological laws of nature. This is a huge accelerator. Um, you know, direct experience through breath control and through meditation, um, interrupting unhealthy patterns and 
you know, this is a significant part of accelerating your path, interrupting unhealthy patterns, and then becoming coherent and aware, and then focusing and aiming that attention on what can, on flow state, on building consciousness, on, you know, what is activating, mm-hmm. um, you know, direct experience. This is key. Um, you know, challenging and breaking the belief systems. So it's debilitating to be in those belief systems, but it's an accelerator to challenge them, to break them, you know, breaking the system and then gaining lucid coherence, again, tapping into flow state. Um, You know, what they call shadow work, which, you know, there's a little, there's some new ageiness to some of the concepts of shadow work because it ties back into claiming a personality. Mm-hmm. But there's relations here that have to do with us misinterpreting our experiences. For sure. Right? And so realigning and reclaiming our true state is a key aspect here. And, you know, surrendering the outcome. Oof. This is a huge accelerator. Letting go of the attachment to the outcome is what brings this instant peace so you can be now. Mm -hmm. This is one of the keys. I mean, all of these are keys. Right. This one I I really It's a nuggy. It's a nuggy. Small small steps daily. You know, as I mentioned, the breath work is is really, really a cornerstone. Meditation, conscious movement, stillness, not just movement, but stillness, silence, guidance from realized or elevated individuals, coaches, mentors, gurus, uh, you know, and self-inquiry. This process, the self-inquiry process, which to a lot of our listeners, that that may be a, a, a new term to some. Self-inquiry is the, is the inquiring of who you actually are. And this process can be difficult at, uh, for most at first, but once grasped, because this is more of an advanced level, but once grasped, it becomes the most direct and profound process mm-hmm. for, uh, for uncovering your true identity. And then, as we had said earlier, experiments, right? Personal yes. experiments, huge. And also learning another key that we got into a lot when we were in the early stages of our work together, which had to do with renunciation, learning to turn down certain things to reclaim your life force, not just letting it be spent, keep shooting the, keep writing checks for stuff. Another noogie. (laughs) Another noogie. You got it. (laughs) These are really great tips, Jay. Thanks for sharing. Oh, thank you. Now, what are some of the first steps towards this work? for people who may not feel ready just yet. Mm, Very good point. Um, You know what I I would say first, just slow things down and start to become aware of your breathing. Just notice it. Notice it deeply, be present, and just be full and notice your breath. And then start to notice thoughts and watch them come and go. Don't just... Don't pretend to block them. Just watch them, but don't fund them into a movie, I say. Just let it come and let it go. Mm-hmm. And a, a, a really powerful low-hanging fruit for those who are just kind of shaping into this would be start to linger in your wake and sleep transfers. And so what, what I'm talking about is that, that, that period, that space as you're waking up, you're shifting through these 
different states and they're they're being done for you because you know most people starting out it's like i don't know how to direct myself into that space and yet yeah i'm busy i'm busy on instagram but but you know when you start to see that you have two points in the day one at day one at night that are so significant that you can just show up in them breathe and linger there you're opening up that space that has gotten tight and restricted mm-hmm. these are some of the keys to the to the you know to the early ins and start journaling your thoughts <laughs> and that one <laughs> is really important the journaling no yes i i like when you when you talk about uh when you're in a business and you need to you know you're taking a responsibility in a new business You need to start taking notes. Yeah, I mean... That's the relevance. Huge. No? I mean, you're going to take this thing over and you're like, whoa, wait a second. How does this thing work? I mean, you know, it's like the next day you're going to walk in and think that you have this whole, whole thing figured out. No. Get in there and start to take notes. Start to figure it out. Yes. Um, Jay, for individuals who have been on this path for some time and are more advanced, what can Sacred Dynamics do for them? Another great question. So... Look, there, let's break down the advanced part for a sec because mm-hmm. more advanced, a lot of times, it means a more, a stronger spiritual ego. Okay. And it, what, what I mean by that is the spiritual ego is a new persona that someone has created that fancies itself to be advanced in spirituality. And this is deception. This is ego deception. So... You know, that's one part of it. Now, when we're talking about ripe souls, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about a ripe soul that is advanced from this devotion and has been in this peeling back and, and, you know, then we're talking about uh, more advanced awareness. And so this is where sacred dynamics ties into more advanced ways with the self-inquiry guidance, Um, more advanced levels of working and interpreting through the breath, being able to guide to one's uh, fully uh, realized state. Correct. Awesome. Um, now, Sacred Dynamics is currently developing um, new course offerings and other great things. So could you talk a little bit about this? Um, I will I will touch on a, a little reveal. Thank you very much. Um, you know, and about the Sacred Dynamics You know, the, there's 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 all sorts of benefits to this work, and so you know we've got we're developing the uh, Sacred Mastery School, and this is kind of a deep dive into the healed, awakened divine self with tools, learning, and embodiment practices, and this is related to a community of peers, you know, who uh, open and grow alongside, uh, you know, together. And, you know, this is something that we're going to, we're in development on there, you know, this is tied into achieving holistic resolution, you know, through learning and application, uh, advanced healing tools, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's this deepening into the experience of this paradigm shift we talk about. And, you know, people who are either in different levels of of healing and different levels of waking up to wanting to discover their true nature and going beyond suffering. And all this is related, um, tying into learning medical sovereignty, taking back our, uh, you know, our, our personal sovereignty and, and waking up, um, you know, and, and so changes you've wanted to make things like that. We're incorporating these, but in the, in the meantime, I just want to point out 
that we are building a bridge between that course and what is now. Because there are listeners who are listening right now and going, what is it now that I can engage in with you? What is it that could be offered now? And there are, you know, the offering now is, you know, that the relationship between an individual being able to communicate uh, with one-on-one, whether it be through video conference one-on-one, um, uh, if if we have the opportunity local in the Baja, if someone's in the Baja, there's some opening, some space to do in-person, one-on-one work. Um, Highly directly with my Thank you. Thank you. With myself. Um, and also that we are starting to adapt some small pods where we're going to, you know, where a, a group of individuals can engage in a small pod work where we can do this as we kind of prepare to... Uh, release some more of the bigger and beautiful components. Oh, absolutely. There's many, many things coming up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We talked about this before the, the actual recording. You know, the thing is, we are in this certain stage right now where there are a lot of individuals who are hearing this and they're either about to go into some uh, experience uh, with their health, or they're in the middle of it, or they're getting out of it, or, uh, you know, individuals who are uh, in stages where it's like they're not in what they would perceive to be in a need for healing. They're in the need to ignite and to embody and to to be able to reclaim, be in, reclaim and be in flow state. And, you know, I mean, how significant is it, as we mentioned earlier, what would it be like to walk into any of your experiences in your most optimized, expanded, creative state. So it doesn't, wherever someone's at, if you're hearing this, wherever you're at, what would not be blessed by being fully engaged in your most creative, expressive, flowing state? Yes. This is what all this work is about. I mean, all these different aspects that all the different modalities that people are doing, all of them are there to subdue the mind so that they can slide into this expressive dynamic state. This is where all the healing comes from. This is where all of your greatest work comes from. This state and that state means it's also like uh, getting closer to your authenticity, right? Yes. It's yeah, a, your, your actual expression, your pure expression, not contrived, not invented, not playing chess with your environment, mm-hmm. but actually fully in, in the, exp, the pure expression. Yes. Right? That's, that's very beautiful. Um, very, very highly recommended. And um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there you have it, friends. Wow. Mm-hmm. These really are great nuggets that help consolidate your personal daily practice, I yeah. would say. No? Yeah. We've covered many, many great topics in this, in this episode. We retouched on the program shift in illness and disease mm-hmm. through the German new medicine lens. Uh, what sacred dynamics is. We reached into Jay's personal healing and awakening process. Thanks for sharing again, my friend. Thank you. We mentioned some of the key hindrances and important accelerators that directly apply to the process. And finally, 
we went through the results that one can get through the workings with sacred dynamics. As you know, our mission and purpose here in Sacred Dynamics is to support the restoration of humanity through the healing and awakening process. The true commitment starts with oneself and then radiates outward to all beautiful souls. Yes. No? So if you like what you hear in this episode, please help us share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you tune in into our next episode because we'll be covering mind-blowing content. Mind-blowing indeed. By, uh, absolutely. Exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> And just so you know, we will unravel how, how through Jay's Kundalini Awakening experience, the profound nature of life, uh, life's basics beyond the ego persona were revealed and how they can help so many others today. We'll touch on what the Kundalini is for those who are not or new to the term, um, some powerful metaphors and ways to become more aware, to expose the idea of the ego and how to discern between the ego mind and the true self. And we'll explore the basics between the body, energy bodies, chakras, yogas, and how this relates to everyone. Mm -hmm. No. So we hope you guys enjoyed it and we encourage you to engage with us. So please connect with us through sacred through Instagram at Sacred Dynamics with 1D. You can visit our website in sacreddynamics.com 1D or join our Telegram channel at Sacred Dynamics 1D. Indeed, thank you all for listening. Thank you so much Sacred Souls for listening to the Sacred Dynamics podcast. Until next time, stay connected through conscious breath and grounded presence. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.